Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the previous episode, we covered the end of Guru Hargobind's life. And since we started a little past the halfway mark of the stories related to Guru Hargobind, now we're going to be traveling back in time to get to the start of the stories, um, to where Guru Hargobind receives the title of Guru from his father, Guru Arjan Dev Ji. So this is quite a few sections back now in the Suraj Prakash. This is in Ras number four. Chapter 30. And from here, we're going to cover all the stories to get to the point where we started at. So we'll cover all of the youth and uh, the first two battles of Guru Hargobind's life as well. So in the previous chapters to this episode, uh, it mentions how a minister, his name is Chandu, he's a minister of the Emperor Jahangir, and he's conspiring against Guru Arjan. He's doing everything he can to badmouth Guru Arjan Dev Ji, and to set up basically um, it so that Guru, uh, so that the Emperor Jahangir level, levels attacks on Guru Arjan Dev Ji. And it mentions eventually how he convinces the Emperor, a tax is levied of 200,000 rupees on Guru Arjan Dev Ji. That is an absurd amount of money at that time. One rupee at that time could get you up to 30 liters of milk. Uh, even some of the highest officers were receiving about 500 rupees a month. Um, so a tax of 200,000 is completely absurd, uh, but not unheard of during that time that uh, Jahangir was leveling these type of taxes on people to just snuff them out. And that in the letter and the command that Jahangir is sending, he's saying that either Guru Arjan, you send the money with our officer that we're sending to Amritsar, or that you come to Lahore and bring that money with you. So that's where chapter 30 now is going to begin. And it mentions how the messenger, this police officer for Jandu, um, he, how he's coming to Amritsar from Lahore to deliver this message to Guru Arjan Dev Ji. And the chapter begins with Guru Arjan sitting in the divan, the court, understanding exactly what was happening behind the scenes. So when the police officer arrives, he walks into the, the, the dabar and immediately he sees Guru Arjan and a sense of calm just hits him. He walks up to the Guru and respectfully claps his hands together. He was just struck with the sight of Guru Arjan. He couldn't even say anything. He was just standing there with this letter in his hand. So Guru Arjan just kind of takes the letter, unravels the message, and he begins to read that the Emperor Jahangir has levied this $200,000 or rupee tax on him. But he knew everything that was happening and that he knew everything that which had led to this and realized that, you know, this is the time for him to leave uh, his body. His end was approaching. And he was thinking about this curse that Kanna had gi- given him. So Kanna is this Bhagat from uh, Lahore. So this is a reference, this is a story that happens quite a few chapters um, previously to this. When Guru Arjan was assembling the Poti Sahib, the first Guru Granth Sahib essentially, Various Bhagats from across India came to give their compositions. And in one story, four Bhagats come from Amritsar. Uh, they come from Lahore to Amritsar. Uh, their names are Karna, Pilu, Chajju, and Shah Hussein. Each give one verse, and they're all rejected by Guru Arjan for a variety of different reasons. 
this is also mentioned in the other texts from the 1700s, Gurubhas Pachai Chemi and uh, Mehma Prakash also mentioned this story. So when Karna comes uh, to the Drabar, he recites this Shabad. And the first two verses kind of give the essence of it. Uh, the line is, Oh hire me, oh hire, janko bed puran sab gabe, kojit kojna ko hire. So essentially, this is saying, you know, I am that. I am that which the, be- the Vedas, the Purans, they all sing of, and which everybody is searching for, but nobody can find. So it's essentially saying that I am that true self. And Guru Arjun says, while this is technically true, you know, what you're saying is right, essentially. But this isn't the best way to deliver that type of message. You know, it's only going to cause pain if you deliver it this type of way. That type of knowledge about the self, that type of knowledge needs to be delivered along with the sweetness. It needs to be mixed in with the sweetness of devotional worship. Ganna hearing this was pretty pissed off and he curses Guru Arjan saying that he'll die after great pain from the hands of his enemies. And at this point in the story, it mentions how Guru Arjan realized that this was his fate anyways. It was what was going to happen, you know, regardless. He didn't care about this. But because Ghana, then he also starts disrespecting the other Bhagats that were written in Guru Granth Sahib. Guru Arjan says to Ghana that, well, you won't reach back to Lahore. You're going to die on the way. So Ghana says, you know, how is this possible? I'm a yogi. I've lived for up to something like 500 years. I can draw my prana, my life force to the top of my head. You know, do what you want to my body. Guru Arjan then says, you know, well, your head's going to be crushed even before you try to do that. And so in brief, Karna then heads back to Lahore on his carriage. Along the way, there's a great storm. The driver of the carriage ends up <laughs> hitting a pothole. Karna flips off the cart. And uh, the driver continues forward. The wheel of the carriage then crushes Karna's skull before he's able to do his trickery. And he dies there along the way. So... Guru Arjan is thinking about all of this story, about what Karna said to him when he was reading this letter, and he didn't care. He knew that Guru Arjan, sorry, he knew that Guru Hargobind would sit on the throne after him, and Guru Hargobind would be a great warrior, and he would enact the revenge. So this police officer, he stayed the night there in Amritsar. In the morning, Guru Arjan told him that, you know what, he'll come to Lahore himself, and whatever the emperor has requested, he'll give it to him there in person. So the officer heard this and then told Guru Arjan, listen, it was Jandu who was the one that sent me here. He told me to come here to swear at you, to yell at you, but I couldn't just do that. You know, upon seeing you, I forgot whatever vile thoughts I once had in my head. Think of me as your servant. Whatever you say, I'll do. You know all and you are the most supreme Guru. And I understand that you know about Chandu. So keep an eye on him. Watch out for him. He's the real reason for all of this mess. Guru Arjan heard this and gave great respect to the officer. He gave him a suropa and then said, Don't worry, whatever, whoever does evil actions, they'll reap what they sow. They'll get what they deserve in the end. So the officer then left, went back to give the news to Chandu. He told Chandu that Guru Arjan said he would come himself. And whatever the emperor himself, whatever the emperor asked for, he'll give that to him in the court there himself. So Chandu hears this and he's hella angry. He, went, he goes immediately to Jahangir 
complaining to him saying Guru Arjan didn't send the money he didn't come here with the officer either he's not afraid of you at all he doesn't he doesn't listen to your command uh, you know at all so Jahangir replies back saying just wait a few days don't send anybody yet if he's still there in Amritsar after some time then we can figure it out back in Amritsar Guru Arjan understood everything at this point about what was going to happen he didn't care at all because uh, he realized this was uh, the way in which it would all happen. He was still fearless. And that night, just like every other night, he would spend his night sleeping on the floor beside uh, the Poti Sahib, Guru Granth Sahib. So he calls over Baba Buddhaji at that time. Baba Buddhaji comes in. Guru Arjan sits him there with great respect. Guru Arjan then calls a young Hargobind and Pai Gurdas. They come and they, seat, they are seated close to Guru Arjan as well with great love. Guru Arjan then looks at them and says to them, It's time now for everyone to become very strong. Baba Buddha, guide Hargobind and make him a great warrior. He has become worthy of the throne. He'll create great sorrow and grief in the house of our enemies. Baba Buddha Ji then replies, Hargobind is your very form and he will become a great warrior, always strapped with weapons. The Kshatris, the warriors, they have lost their way. They have lost the way of warfare and the strength of their kingdoms has dwindled greatly. The Turks, the Malaysia, they have adopted the way of weapons and have conquered a great deal of land. The way of the warrior has now vanished and because of that, the Turks sit on the throne. But in the world, whenever terrible things and oppression arises, there you take form and uphold the ways of righteousness. Pai Gurdas then, he clasps his hands together and he says as well, Baba Buddhaji's reputation is known by all. He has served all the Gurus with great respect. Anything they say comes true, whether it's a curse or a blessing. The first five Gurus remained peaceful and they proliferated the path of Guru Sikhi beautifully. Their teachings forever bring peace to those listening, cutting away all their pains and troubles. But now, the Guru will be strapped with weapons, along with all his Sikhs who will also take up arms and make their presence known. Who else is as powerful than the Guru's house? Everyone else is under the command of the Turk Empire, but you, Guru Arjun, you have all the means and will protect and save the Hindutaram, the righteousness within the area of Hindustan. So listening to this, Guru Arjun was very pleased. He got up, he was holding a coconut and he did a parkarma. He, he walked around young Hargobind three times and placed in front of Hargobind $5 and this coconut and then bowed down. He placed within Hargobind his very own essence just like how all the previous gurus conducted the Gurgaddi ceremony. Guru Arjan then says to Baba Buddha, Baba Buddha Ji, do as you have done before during these ceremonies and place on Hargobind the tilak on his forehead. Baba Buddha Ji heard this and asked, Guru Arjan, why are you doing this? This tradition is not done until the end of someone's life. Why have you done this now? The Sikh congregation, they need you. You are their support. The community has endless troubles and enemies. Help them. The entire family is looking to you. The emperor has been deluded by the minister Chandu. You know this very well. 
Guru Arjan then says to him, the end of my life has approached. There are many reasons for why this will happen, but it suits me best to go to Lahore at this time and accept it. The wise Ganna has cursed me, and that curse will not be false. Think about this yourself. He said that I would die from the hands of our enemies, but listen, Guru Hargobin will enact revenge for this. He will be a great guru for all the congregation. He will help all and always serve those in need. It's as if warrior spirit itself has taken the form of a body, and that is Guru Hargobind. But now, my death will be on the hands of the Turks, and their large kingdom will slowly now come to an end because of this. Guru Nana gave them great blessings for the kingdom to expand. But now, we will give our head to take back their kingdom. There's no other way to take back the blessing by which the Turks would be then destroyed. But the kingdom of righteousness and the world will always remain in the house of the Guru throughout all times. This is the great blessings that we have received from Parmeshwar. Who has the power to end this? Guru Nanak was greatly pleased by Babur and his offering that he gave them. So Guru Nanak rewarded him, Babur, with uh, the kingdom. But now we'll show them to be unworthy and take back their kingdom. In this way, Guru Arjan explained to Baba Buddha, and then he placed Guru Hargobind on the throne. Baba Buddha Ji then began to grind up saffron and sandalwood, uh, getting the tilak ready, and then he placed the tilak on Guru Hargobind's forehead. Guru Arjan then explained to Baba, Baba Buddha Ji that keep this to yourself, keep this a secret. But at the right time, make it apparent to all the Sikh congregation that Guru Hargobind is my very form. And those who recognize that will be in great bliss. After I have passed, give the Dastar to Guru Hargobind. Gather all the Masans, the community leaders, write to them, call them, make sure they come. And then in front of everyone, place Guru Hargobind on the throne so that everyone can see. And then Guru Arjan turned to his son, Guru Hargobind. And with great love, he gave him this last teaching. He said, Within your heart, keep the understanding of Aham Brahm, that you are Brahm, the divine. But on the outside, always act like you are a devotee of the, of the divine. This is the teaching that has been in the house of the Guru since the very start. Take it and adopt it with great love. Keep great fortitude and strength within your heart. Bear the unbearable, but never perform miracles. Just like how Ramchandar and Krishna fought battles without using miracles, fight in the same way. Do not show off any of your powers. Whatever you have seen done by the great souls around you, keep those traditions and always protect your Sikhs. If something happens that you cannot control, then simply remain calm and peaceful. Make sure to wake up in the last phase of the night before sunrise and bathe. Listen to Kirtan and recognize that the world is false. It is transient. It is temporary. But your true self, the Atma, is eternal and true. With this understanding, you should come to the congregation and partake in the Divans. So Guru Arjan said this, this instruction to a young Guru Hargobind, but was really telling it to the others in the room, by Gurdas and Baba Buddha. But even then, Guru Hargobind heard this 
and tears began to roll down his cheeks. He said, you are the cause of all things and you are the creator of all. But this is quite unusual that you're standing in front of me, blessing me like this. Saying this, Guru Hargobind bowed down, understanding that his father really did know all and was uh, of great strength and fortitude. So he just remains quiet there, standing there in humility. So this is how chapter 30 finishes. And in the next chapter, we'll hear of Guru Arjun's final discussion with his wife, Mata Ganga, and how then he leaves for Lahore. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. For more information, pictures, resources, and posts related to the podcast, check out the new Instagram page at Suraj Podcast. And also check out the new website, surajpodcast.com to help better immerse oneself in the journey that we are taking as we are now going through the beginning of Guru Hargobind's stories. Guru Arjun Singh